Do you want a beautiful lawn? Enter True Green, the easiest way to get a great lawn. Just water and mow, and they'll do the rest. Weed control, fertilization, aeration, and more. True Green is the official lawn care treatment provider of the PGA Tour, and they have a verified best price, which guarantees you the lowest price with no compromise on quality. You do you. Let True Green do your lawn care. Visit TrueGreen.com, T-R-U-G-R-E-E-N.com to get the best lawn at the best price with the best people. Guaranteed. This is a big year. The Ohio Lottery's golden anniversary. 50 years of excitement, of growing jackpots and crossed fingers. 50 years of funding for schools, of changed lives and brightened days. 50 years of fun. And that is worth celebrating. So watch for can't-miss promotions, huge events, and new games that will make the Ohio Lottery's 50th year its biggest one yet. Learn more at funturns50.com. Oh, gee. Make some noise! How you doing, everyone? I'm Russ Salzberg here once again, and I want you all to listen up and get a load of this. Everyone, and I mean everyone, is entitled to their own opinion on Colin Kaepernick. Some are for him, some are against him. That's fine. You're all entitled. But when some use Kaepernick just to create noise for their own publicity, that is a load of crap. We'll talk about that, plus... Your Jets, your Giants, and the continued demise of pitching in baseball. So like I said, listen up here, because you're really going to want to get a load of this. The Colin Kaepernick situation has been going on for a couple of years. It seems to have uh, quieted down. When I say quieted down, because there's not a whole lot of kneeling going on. And the NFL... And the NFL Players Association, the two parties, are trying to work together to come to some kind of agreement on the standing or not standing policy during the anthem. Okay? I mean, I'm not telling you guys or ladies anything new. I'm not telling you anything new. And you certainly know, because we've had several discussions here on it, you certainly know where I stand. I have, time and again, I've never wavered on this. I have defended, I repeat, I have defended the players' rights to kneel in protest. I have defended that. Not that I like it, nor would I do it that way, but I have defended their right to do so. But that's not the story here today. Okay? That is not the story. Uh, And while I have defended their right, though, to do so, I have not defended Colin Kaepernick. And I'm going over some old news here simply because it's going to take me into what we're going to get into today. The reason I don't defend Colin Kaepernick, protesting, kneeling, sitting, that's one thing. Okay? And again... I defend the right to do so, even though I don't like the way it's being done, nor would I do it that way. But when Colin Kaepernick wore a T-shirt of a murderous, no-good, rat-bastard dictator 
of Fidel Castro. And he wore co- uh, socks depicting cops of pigs. At that juncture, my attitude was, screw Colin Kaepernick. He lost me right then and there. All the other players defend their right. You do that? Uh-uh. That don't, that crap doesn't go with me. Why am I bringing this up? Okay. Why am I bringing this up? Well, it comes out that superstar Rihanna uh, apparently turned down, let it be known that she turned down uh, the halftime gig at the Super Bowl. And she says she turned it down in support of Colin Kaepernick. Okay. As I said at the top here, you are entitled to your opinion. You are entitled to your opinion. But here's, I got a question. Where you been for two years? Where you been for two years? Is it about Colin Kaepernick or is it about publicity to you? Because you know what? You could have very, very easily turned, somebody offers you a gig. You don't want to do it. You turn it down. But where were you the last two years in protest or in support of Colin Kaepernick? And I would suggest to Rihanna or anybody else for that matter, and I'm going to get into somebody else in a second because she deserves the biggest slam of all. But, hey, Rihanna, go down to Miami. Maybe you ought to do like a, a nice little gig on a corner in Little Havana and wear a Castro T-shirt. And see what happens to you there. And see how you're received there. You'd probably see something like, you know, the old little rascal uh, um, vignettes where, where vegetables get thrown at the, the guys on stage. Crash is laughing because he knows what I'm talking about. Get, get hit with a head of lettuce? No, really. Yeah, Rihanna, try that. Nobody wants to, uh, I mean, I'm again, people have a right to protest as far as I'm concerned. Don't have to like it. I think they make, made, have made a mistake because the optics make it, the narrative has gotten hijacked. It's not about the military. And, and quite frankly, a lot of the guys kneeling aren't anti-police, but the narrative has taken it that way. And it's taken it to anti-military. The whole thing has become bullshit. Are there problems? Without question. Be the first one to say that. Cops are going to tell you they'd be the first ones to say that. Yeah, there, there are issues that need to be fixed. But how about applauding the cops who try and save someone's life? And who's protecting us, you and me? So you wear, that's okay to wear socks depicting cops as pigs. That's okay. Really? So, Rihanna, you don't want to do it? That's fine. God bless. Good luck to you. But where you been for two years? Where you been? Ah, but now I can tell everybody I blew off the Super Bowl. It's a superstar gig. 
So now that's going to make me look really, really good to, to everybody out there, in particular the brothers and the sisters. It's bullshit. And that brings me to funny lady, Amy Schumer. Funny my ass. Okay? I mean, really. Amy Schumer sticks her nose into this and and comes out with, I've decided if I get offered, you know, to do an ad during the Super Bowl, I'm not going to do it. If you get offered. Hey, Amy, if my Aunt Tilly had balls, she'd be my Uncle Willie. If. What the hell do you mean by if? Who's offering you anything? So you just want to throw yourself into this. And then she's got the balls to to, to, to criticize and, and say that Adam Levine and Maroon 5 ought to back out from doing a halftime show. Oh, so now... Not only are you sticking your two cents in where you got no business being in it, like, oh, I'm not going to accept an offer if I get offered something. Oh, okay. Aren't you a big shot if you get offered something? And now you're putting a, a guilt trip on um, Adam Levine and Cardi B supposed to be in it also, from what I understand. Oh, really? Who made you? the chief cook and bottle washer who made you the big kahuna it's this is a publicity grab and there's nothing worse nothing as vile as somebody taking a cause and using it for their own benefit and unfortunately that happens in this country all the time there has not been a cause that has not been abused I don't care if it's civil rights. I don't care if it's gay, uh, transgender. I don't care if it's Jewish, uh, Italian, Irish. Causes always get abused. There are there are always people abusing causes for their own benefit. And if your own benefit is publicity, this is what's happening right now. And I think it's absolutely disgraceful. All of it. And, and she, she, Amy Schumer says, then she's going on and saying that, hmm, let's see. Uh, so I'm paraphrasing now. We need to see more white players kneeling with their uh, black brothers, African-American brothers. I mean, if they don't, aren't they complicit? What the F are you talking about? Have you spoken to the players? Have you spoken to some of the white players? First of all, th- there's like two players kneeling now. So what the F are you talking about? This is all a publicity stunt. It's all to bring up, up on about me. Oh, look at me. I'm this great fighter for civil rights. My ass. I think it's disgraceful. Where you been for two years, Amy Schumer? 
Where have you been? I can't hear you. Crickets. Where you been on this NFL thing? And nobody wants to see seem to, you know, and that's what's wrong with this country right now. You got one side only seeing it their way. You got the other side only seeing it their way. And they don't want to look at the information in the middle. Amy Schumer She's against the NFL. How about the fact that the NFL uh, has earmarked $90 million to be paid out over seven years to various African-American causes? Now, the Amy Schumer side will say, well, that's, that's just a payoff. I wish I would be paid off with 90 million simoleons. Okay? You know, if if you want to get into a discussion, let's get into a discussion. Let's get into a discussion. And, And folks, you have heard me here say this several times. I've said it on this podcast today. I've said it in previous podcasts. I've said it everywhere. On the air with Bernie and Sid. People are entitled to protest. I have defended them. I will say it again, again, and again. Because I don't approve of the way they're doing it doesn't mean I shouldn't feel that they have the right to do it. And some of these players have been beaten up over it. You know, you're anti-cop, you're anti-military, you're anti-this and that. That's not fair because that's not the truth. And then you get Amy Schumer sticking her nose into this, creating publicity for herself. Like Rihanna, whether she's making publicity out of it or not, at least she was offered the gig. She was offered the halftime gig. Amy Schumer, if I receive offers to do ads, I'm not going to take them. Okay. Yeah. You know what, Crash? If I receive offers, I'm going to take them. Yeah, I'm going to take them. Screw you, Amy Schumer. Because I think you're a fraud and a phony. And you're... You're just despicable because to me, there is nothing worse, nothing worse at all than people who use causes for their own publicity and their own, you know, to make try and make themselves out to be these wonderful fighters for justice. That's bullshit. When I read this, it made me sick. And you know what? I pray I, I mean, I really do that Adam Levine and Maroon 5 don't succumb to this crap. I, I really do, because I think it would be awful. I, I'm not going to tell them what to do. 
but I don't think they should succumb to pressure. And you're like, who the hell is Amy Schumer to tell anybody whether they should kneel or not? White, black, blue, or green? Really? Who the hell does she think she is? This is a comedian. That's what she is. Now, now, don't get me wrong. Comedian, singer, garbage man, janitor, accountant, lawyer, everybody's entitled, as I said, to an opinion. But uh, as I also said, when you use the opinion and you use a cause for your own benefit, for your own publicity, bullshit. Shame on you. I think it's absolutely disgraceful. Then you had an incident, unfortunately, uh, in Philadelphia yesterday at the Eagles-Panthers game. Uh, Eric Reed, who, you know, uh, was a teammate with the 49ers, with uh, safety Eric Reed, who was a teammate with the with Colin Kaepernick at the 49ers, he was kneeling alongside him, and he has been out of football till just recently signed um, by the Panthers. Carolina Panthers, uh, who were visiting, um, playing the Eagles yesterday in Philly. And right after the coin toss, Eric Reed and Malcolm Jenkins got into it. Malcolm Jenkins of the Eagles. Now, Malcolm Jenkins from the get-go was one of the guys one of the African-American players in support of Kaepernick. But he also tried to resolve some of the problems with the NFL. He was one of the guys. He was one of the guys who helped get $90 million from the NFL. Now, the naysayers are saying, Eric Reed saying, well, that was a payoff. Okay, it was a $90 million payoff. So some good's coming out of it. Some African-American causes are coming out of it, are going to benefit from it. This whole, I mean, really, you got your NFL season and, oh, listen, you could have knocked me over with a feather when I heard this. I mean, listen. Jenkins and Reed, I can get whether I like it to hear about it or not, and I think it's unfortunate. It's two black men who believe in what they do, whether I agree or not, and now they're fighting with each other. That sucks. That doesn't do anybody any good. doesn't do the African community any good. It doesn't do anybody any good. I mean, Jenkins and people who kind of negotiated the $90 million, it's like they're, they were taking a bribe. Come on. You don't get it your way, so it's taking a bribe. You know, and I'll tell you something else. Why we're on people who use this for their own benefit. 
what was it last week? Um, on yeah, it was last week. Uh, Max Kellerman, I believe, it was on first take with Stephen A. Stephen A. Smith. Um, Max Kellerman was just killing Eli Manning. He stinks. He's no good. Okay. You're entitled to your opinion, whether I agree or disagree. But then he goes on to say, what the Giants need to do is get rid of Eli and bring in a dynamic quarterback like Colin Kaepernick. Oh, let me tell you something, okay? If Colin Kaepernick was a dynamic quarterback, hear me out, folks. If Colin Kaepernick was a dynamic quarterback, as he was some years ago, he would have been back in the NFL. So this business, I mean, you want to believe it? That's fine. Well, I'm telling you something. This business that he's just, nobody wants him. Well, quite frankly, listen, I wouldn't want him in my locker room, certainly not as a, what the hell do I need a backup quarterback who's going to be one controversy day after day after day? He's not worth the aggravation. But if he was a dynamic, great quarterback, he would have been signed a long time ago. In fact, I think, you know what, in 2016, uh, the head of the Broncos, John Elways, they offered him a deal. He wanted more money. So they couldn't, he wanted them to take a pay cut from something, I don't think it was something like going from $11 million to $7 million. He didn't want to do it. Now, my numbers could be wrong. But, but, so there's Max saying, oh, a dynamic quarterback. Yeah? Again, you know what that is? That's just, let me say something so I can be controversial. I could be the white guy supporting the black guy. Stop. Dynamic. This is not 2013, okay? And he was no star quarterback when this all happened. When he ended up out of football, okay? If he was a great quarterback, he'd be signed. And you don't want to believe that? That's on you. But I'm just sick and tired. I mean, in sports, out of sports, everywhere you look. People just people just using a situation for their own benefit. It was the same thing with, with, with the Kavanaugh Dr. Ford hearings. I don't care if you're left, right, Republican, Democrat, liberal, conservative. Believe me, nobody was worried. The main deal on both sides was not, they were not worried about Dr. Ford. Okay? I think Lindsey Graham said it best. They were not worried about Dr. Ford. That They were using Dr. Ford. Again, another case 
where you're um, using something for your own benefits, your own cause. But I'm digressing a bit here. It's disgraceful. It's absolutely disgraceful. Turns my stomach. So, as far as I'm concerned, hey, Amy, I'm not going to tell you to shut up because you're entitled to your opinion. I'm not saying it to Rihanna. I'm not saying it to anybody. But, man, stop being a phony. Stop being a fraud. Stop placing yourself in the midst of something that, quite frankly, you know, is important just for your own publicity. It's a load of crap. All right. Let's move on to some uh, football. Um, You know, Jets got hammered yesterday uh, by the Vikings. And, you know, like, (laughs) I'm reading, I'm watching, it was like, Today, like, uh oh, like, you know, you know, Donald, like, it was almost like the sky was falling. Well, maybe we're not on the fast track right now. I'm again, I'm paraphrasing it. He's a rookie quarterback. He did not have a good game. They played the Vikings are a very good team. They're a team that some people think could be in the Super Bowl. Because they had won a couple of games in a, a row, what were they going to? Was this going to be Sherman marching through the South? He was without uh, Quincy and Nunez. He was out a prior wh- wh- who was cut. You know, probably come back. He's got the um, what the hell is it? A torn groin. I, I mean, come on. I mean, give the kid a break. Uh, The stuff that was like, oh, my gosh. You know, maybe not so fast. Well, no, no. So so far, if you're a Jets fan, quite frankly, you don't have to be a Jets fan. I've liked what I've seen from Donald. Had a bad game yesterday. It's a rookie against a very good team. And he was a rookie on his own team yesterday that was very much undermanned. So cut him some slack. And quite frankly, cut the Jets some slack yesterday. They're not as good. They're not as good as the Minnesota Vikings in any way, shape, or form. Minnesota Vikings are a good football team. Far more advanced than the Jets. So I'm mean, just cut him some slack. I mean, I, I think Sam Donald's going to be fine. You know, but I mean, to me, if you're a Jets fan, I, I think you got yourself a good young quarterback. But really, you know, I don't... I, Couple of wins can't cloud your expectations. You got to remain realistic. They lost a game yesterday to a better team, and he's a rookie quarterback. 
again, not playing with a full deck in his lineup. So cut him some slack. Quite frankly, you can cut the Jets some slack, too. Let's see what happens. Now, to talk about the Giants for me here today is kind of funny because um, recording this on Monday gets posted Wednesday, and the Giants are playing tonight. But I'm just going to touch on a few things. First of all, all was made about, you know, John Mara basically saying about Odell Beckham Jr., a little more play, a little less talk. Oh, my God. Like, he shouldn't have said that. Why not? His team going into tonight's game is one on five. And Odell opened up these this can of worms when he did that ESPN interview. So, little less talk. He didn't say the guy's a bum. He says I don't. He didn't say I don't want him on the team. Nothing like that. And to Odell's credit. To Odell's credit, when he was asked, because I was standing there, I was I was there every day last week. In fact, I spoke to Odell about it at great length alone in a private conversation last Friday. Odell, to his credit, answered properly when everybody was asking him about it. He said, no, I have a lot of respect for Mr. Marin, and I, you know, respect his opinion. End of story. And I'm watching a whole interview. You know, I'm, I'm standing there in the scrum with everybody. What was the big story on the back page? That was Friday. What was the big story on the back page <laughs> last Saturday and Sunday? Oh, excuse me, last Saturday for both the news and the post? Odell doesn't like water. We have our own Watergate. Odell doesn't like water. I mean... Come on. See, that, that in fairness, Odell has brought this on his own when he did that interview because it just opened up the drama all over, and the media is not going to let, let it go. I, again, I don't know. You're going to hear this Wednesday. I don't know what's happening tonight. But trust me, the media is not going to let it go. Now, also in fairness to Odell, his father tweeted something out knocking John Mara. Odell had nothing to do with that. I don't even know how much the father has to do in Odell's life. But the father was a horse's ass. I mean... Just just make it difficult for your son now. He's in the middle of something going on. The, me, the, the media is up his ass uh, on everything he does, and this is what you have to do. Because the owner, the man who gave him a contract for $95 million, said talk uh, less, play more, and, and you've got to get yourself, you've got to throw yourself into it. Stop. Stop. Okay? 
shut up, Dad. Go about your business. And, you know, from what I understand, Mom is much more involved. Uh, his parents are divorced. Mom is much more involved in Odell's business than, than his dad. But really, it make, just it's a dumb thing to do. Dumb thing to do. You know, it's, it's like I said that about a LeVar Ball, Lorenzo's father. A parent should never, ever, ever embarrass their kids. Ever. Ever. Should never happen. And don't don't give me the crap that, well, I was doing it to defend my kid. No, you weren't. You were doing it to be a blowhard. So that was a stupid thing. I mean, that, that, that was just dumb. But, you know, until uh, the Giants get things turned around, uh, and hopefully they will have won tonight by the time you hear this, and, you know, maybe some of the noise will stop. If not, they lose. Trust me, the soap opera, the drama, will be full blown. It will be it will be nonstop. So hopefully that won't be the case, and we'll get a reprieve for uh, a little bit anyway. Now I'm going to wrap up with some the demise of pitching in baseball, and I was talking about this with Crash here. Because uh, I don't know too many bigger baseball fans than Crash. And we concur. What's going on with baseball and what's going on with pitching sucks. You know, I never wanted to be one of those cranky old farts that was saying, in my day, it was better. In my day, it was better. But you know what? In my day, it was better. The Red Sox are playing the Dodgers in a World Series. When the Red Sox clinched last week, and I was happy for him. David Price got off the schneid, won his first postseason game. Correct? Won his first postseason game. Struck out nine guys in six innings. Good performance. The way they were talking was like, oh, my gosh. You would think he struck out 19 guys. You would think he went nine, uh, pitched a shutout. Well, this is what's happened to baseball. The expectations from pitchers are nothing. It's stupid. It's just, you know, I touched on it last week. It's just stupid. Chassin, in in Game 7 against the Dodgers for Milwaukee, Chassin's taken out after two innings. The start, it was 2-1. It was a 2-1 ball game. Bellinger had, um, had hit a home run, a two-run home run, to take a, a 2-1 lead for the Dodgers. I, I I don't understand what's going on. 
And Crash brought out a good point. Forget kids unable to stay up. None of us can stay up. You work, you're tired, you come home, you're looking forward to watching a ball game. It's 11.30 at night, it's 20 to 12, I'm looking at my watch. What the hell is going on? I, I, I don't get it. I, I, I hate comparing to the old days. But for crying out loud, and, and I've told you this. I've had Gidry tell me, Ron Gidry. I've had the great former pitching coach, Roger Craig, tell me. These guys are babied. You know, the, the way they come up through the system, they're not trained to go distances or what. I'm uh, Sandy Koufax, and I, I I shouldn't use his name, okay? I shouldn't use Sandy Koufax's name because he's arguably the best um, left-hander of all time. Lefty Grove. Uh, Chris says Lefty Grove. Well, I'm saying for his five-year period, okay, Wh- whatever it was. Now Chris is sticking his two cents into. <laughs> no, no, but 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 really. In his last two years, Koufax threw, what the hell was it? Um, he threw 27 complete games in each of his last two years. 27. He logged over 300 innings. Let me get his stats up right here. Just, just I just want to get these stats up. I mean, it is the reason why he was a first ballot. Um, I think he was unanimous in voting for the Hall of Fame. But, you know, think about he he won 26 and 27 games his last two years. It was it was insanity. I forget the year. Um, Well, here, let me just look at this. Warren Spahn, one of the truly great left-handers pitchers of all time for the uh, Milwaukee Braves at the time. Warren Spahn was hooked up in a scoreless pitching duel that would go 16 innings with Juan Marichal of the Giants. Crash just told me July 2nd, 1963. By the way, Koufax won 25 that year. But Marichal and Spahn were hooked up in a... Uh, a scoreless game that went 16 innings. And in I think it was the 11th inning, the Giants manager, Alvin Dark, went over to Juan Marichal and said, hey, Juan, I'm going to have to take you out. You know, it's too much. And Marichal was screaming at him, are you crazy? You can't take me out. That man's spawn is 42. I'm 25. I'll be embarrassed. 16 innings. Chris, if, uh, if I'm not mistaken, I think Mays hit a home run at the bottom of the 16th off spawn to win the game. Think about that. Now, let me get back to Koufax here. All right? Koufax. 1963, 25-5, and five, a 1.88 earn run average. Okay, 11 shutouts. Uh, Let's see. 
Complete games. 20. How's this? How is this? 63, 64, 65, 66. Here's his complete game numbers. 20, 15, 27, and 27. How's this for ERAs? 1.88, 1.74, 2.04, 1.73. How about strikeouts? 306, 223, and that's because he was hurt that year. Uh, 382, 317. Let me see. Let's get to the innings pitched. Innings pitched. Let me get to the innings pitched. Can't find his innings pitched. But, but, but the the point being, I mean, oh here here they are, innings pitched. Here's his innings pitched. I'm gonna give you r- rundown numbers from sixty one to sixty six. 255, 184, 311, 223, because that was when he was hurt, 335, and 323. Okay, but I'm talking about Koufax, Gibson. Talk about Whitey Ford, Drysdale. I mean, could you imagine if somebody went to Bob Gibson? And said, ah, I gotta take you out after six innings. The manager would get the ball shoved down his throat. I mean, really? Ron Gidry once told me a great story. Um, Billy Martin sent the um, pitching coach, Crash, who was a Clyde King? I believe it was, was a Clyde. No, no, no. Well, yeah, you're right. Art Fowler. That's right. Art Fowler. He sends Art, Fo- Art Fowler out to the mound. Gidry turns around. Like, cause Gidry was, I don't know, he was kicking the dirt, you know, just walking around the mound and he turns around and there's Art. Um, and Gidry goes, what are you doing here, Art? And Art goes, Billy sent me out to talk to you. Kidry goes, well, go right back and tell Billy I don't feel like talking, okay? I mean, take guys out. You know, this business of quality starts, six innings, three runs, it's a quality start. It's a quality fart, not a start. I just, I, I just, I'm not enjoying it. Listen, I love baseball. It's near and dear to my heart. It, it probably, you know, there's not to me. There's not nothing more fun than watching sitting at a baseball game live watching it. it. It's different than the other sports because it's the one sport where you can talk, you can chat. You know, you're at a football game, you're at a basketball, or hockey game, you're on the edge of your seat. Baseball's different, but they're killing it. The, the, the games are too. They can talk all they want about time clocks and this and that. They're killing it between the pitching and and the changes and the the, the visits to the mound and the instant replay and the instant this and the instant that. They're killing the game. They're just killing it. I love baseball, but I don't know. This is not the baseball that I grew up on. But who am I kidding?
I like it too much to stop watching, so I'll keep watching. But I mean, really, I just think it's getting silly. Just think it's getting silly. As Gidry, Ron Gidry once said to me, they baby the young guys. They shouldn't be babying these guys. They're big and strong. This is not me talking. This is not Russ Salzberg talking. It was Ron Gidry, a great, great pitcher. And Gidry said, those guys are strong. They ought to baby the guys who are eight, nine, ten-year veterans. Maybe they got some. They need a little babying. Not these young guys, but they come up. There's nothing there. They're oomph. A, a complete game is like, oh, my God. I'll tell you something. God bless them if they have good luck with Craig Kimbrell in, in, in the um, in the um, World Series against the Dodgers. Uh, but let me tell you something. I'm taking out my starter or, or another pitcher to put this guy in. I mean, he reminded me he's like a white Armando Benitez with a beard, with a red beard. Mike Vaccaro of the Post had a great line. I, I read it yesterday. When Kimbrough comes in, there should be a warning from the Surgeon General. I mean, I don't know what the hell's going on with pitching, boy. But it's not the pitching I grew up in. That's all I'm saying. When Little Leaguers can go more innings than Major Leaguers, something is bad wrong. I'll leave you with that. And with that, I want to thank you all for getting a load of this. And now, as always, I like to get a load of you. Let me know your thoughts on uh, today's podcast. You can contact me at Twitter, at Russ Salzberg. You can get a load of me on Facebook. You can also go to my website, real simple, RussSalzberg.com. Check out my blogs. My thanks, as always, to the fabulous, the one and only Crash, a.k.a. Mike Caragliano. Thank you, buddy. My thanks to Tim Einenkel, who's our fine producer for the OG Podcast Network. My thanks to Craig Schwab, 77 WABC Program Director. My thanks to Assistant Program Director at here at 77 WABC, Matt Dahl. And last, but certainly not least, as always, my great big thanks to all of you guys, the fans out there. Because without you guys, I'd have nobody here to be talking to. So until next time, it is Russ Salzberg saying to all of you, bye-bye, so long, and farewell. This is a big year. The Ohio Lottery's golden anniversary. 50 years of excitement, of growing jackpots and crossed fingers. 50 years of funding for schools, of changed lives and brightened days. 50 years of fun. And that is worth celebrating. So watch for can't-miss promotions, huge events, and new games that will make the Ohio Lottery's 50th year its biggest one yet. Learn more at funturns50.com. Whether you're a morning person or a bedtime procrastinator, everyone deserves a mattress that works for their style. And you'll find the best mattress for you at Ashley. The new Temper Adapt Collection at Ashley brings you one-of-a-kind body-conforming technology, making every sleep tailored to be your best. The collection also features cool-to-the-touch covers and motion absorption to help minimize sleep disruptions from partners, pets, or kids. Shop the all-new Temper Adapt Collection at Ashley in-store or online at ashley.com. Ashley, for the love of home.